Your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make it feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Post game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smith. You're listening to the Cho Show only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Chosho Podcast presented by TheSpawnReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goto, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. We are back with an episode I did not plan on, but due to some circumstances that happened over this past weekend, uh, my guest has received a tremendous opportunity. Before I bring him on though, I do want to give another shout out to you all, a thank you to you all. We have our second 100 view video over there on the Chosho Podcast Network YouTube channel. It is the original, the very first video, that quarterback breakdown video. That's over 100 views now. Uh, Cooper Wilcox's video is at 125, I believe. And then the first Dante McGee video over there is at 91 views. So uh, you guys are crushing over there. Like I said, we gained we gained two uh, more subscribers over there. And um, so if you, if you have not checked out over there, uh, I, I encourage you all to, to do so. There's also a vlog that I got good feedback on. I need that. I actually need you to go over there and watch it if you haven't because it details some things I'm going to want to do with the channel here uh, into the offseason. And before that, before I finally bring on my guests here, I will say there is a new series dropping this Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. We'll, 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 do, we'll do Thursday. Thursday or Thursday or Friday. So just put on the lookout for that. It'll, it'll be a new series. Drops monthly until the season starts. Uh, we'll try to do it at the, fir- the first Thursday or Friday of every month. And uh, I, I think you all will enjoy that. Like I said, there, there is one I'm debating on uh, that I may or may not do it. Because like I said, there is no sound to it. Uh, but we will address that when the time comes. But right now, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guest. I'm joined by former University of, of Central Oklahoma kicker Alex Corvedo, who, who recently received an invitation to the New Orleans Saints undrafted free agent mini camp. Alex, thank you for taking time to talk to me today. Um, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm from a small town, just like 30 minutes west of downtown Fort Worth, small town called Azel. Played soccer my whole life. Ended up being the kicker for the high school team and earned a scholarship here at UCO. Um, yeah. (laughs) 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 
<coughs> okay, now, now you said okay, so you said you played soccer your whole life and then you ended up kicking for the high school football team. So how did that how did that come about? Uh when I was in junior high, I mean that was the first time I ever played football. Uh I was too tiny, so my parents were like, Well wait. Like you can play in junior high. I was like, Okay, cool. They needed a kicker, but we never kicked a field goal, only like kickoffs and stuff. So I did all that in junior high, played receiver and corner, got to high school. I liked soccer too much. So I was like, I, I mean, I kick. I'll just be y'all's kicker. Did that from freshman, joined freshman year, played JV my sophomore year, and then finally moved up to varsity my junior and senior year. And stuck it out ever since. So, okay, so you mentioned you're from a small town outside of Fort Worth. So how does a small town kid from outside of Fort Worth end up in Edmond, Oklahoma? Uh, so Coach Holland, he's kind of the one that got me here. He came from UCO, then he ended up being our defensive backs coach at Azel. Um, then he ended up coming back to UCO, and he also got two of my teammates, Chase Slack and Cole Taylor, to commit here. And I was the only one that hadn't made a choice yet. It was between UCO and Midwestern State. I chose UCO because Coach Holland and I had KT and Slack up here with me, and UCO has their own. At the time, they had their own pro day in the spring that I was hopefully be able to be in unfortunately that didn't happen this year but it was the main reason i decided to come to uco so you get to campus and then you're, you're kind of thrust there into the starting job as a true freshman i think your first field goal was a 46 yarder so it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't like you had this easy Chip shot field goal. Yeah. What, what? Okay. So, what were you? Were you? Were you nervous when they sent you out there? What? What was that experience like of kicking your first college college field goal? I remember it vividly. It was. I just remember standing on the sideline, like I I had my helmet just like in my hands. I didn't even know how far it was until afterwards. I was just like. They called field goal, and I was like, oh, okay. They're on my helmet. I had Chaz holding for me. Just lined up, looked up. Like, all right, kick it. Kicked it, made it. I know I didn't hit it very good on that one because I got in, had a little nerves just because it was first college field goal. Mm. I come off, and everybody's like, oh, dude, you just hit a 46-yard field goal. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I didn't even know how far it was. I just kicked it. Uh, okay, let's see. So now that that was that was the first of many kicks you made. I think mm. one I remember the most was uh, twenty nineteen the Washburn game. You hit that game winner. Yeah. How, how much? Okay, so how much pressure did you feel in that moment? Because I know it wasn't a it wasn't a long kick, but you mm. know, still with the game in the balance there, that, that still. So how? What were your nerves like going into that kick? Uh, I was confident, very confident going into it. And it was on the 10-yard line on the left hash, which is the same yard line as, like, an extra point. I was like, got it. I'm good. Little chip shot. 
And so I get out there. That's when I had DB holding for me. And he was like, you got it. You're good. And I took my three steps back and I like look up to make sure I'm in line and where I need to be at. And when I looked up, the uprights just started like closing. Like they just kept getting smaller. And I was like, that's what I need right now. All right. Like just hit it straight. I'll be fine. Took a deep breath. Told DB I'm ready. Ball snap and just kick went in. I didn't even know it went in. Like I just remember hitting it and then everybody cheering. And then I kind of like blacked out. And then, then I was on the sideline. Running to go get my kickoff tee. Uh, okay, so now you talk about that. So okay, now when, when you when you go out to kick, like, is there a routine? Is there like a, a checklist? Because I noticed this. Um, some kickers will, you know, I guess try to get it straight or get. But so, like, what what do you do when you when you go out there to kick? Is there like a checklist that you always do? Make sure A, B, and C is in order before that ball is snapped. Um. Yeah. So when I go out, I started doing it probably my sophomore year. I take my three and I wouldn't technically, whenever I would look up, I wouldn't do my hand or nothing. I would just be like, kind of keep my head down, make sure that my body is square with the uprights. And then I'll take my left arm just out a little bit, making sure I go that perfect 90 degree. Once I take my second step, I'll take a small step back. And then I kind of do like a small little turn. Look up. And then I'll look back down to whoever's holding. I'll just give them a little head nod and then go time. Okay. Okay. And then now I noticed, okay, now correct me if I'm wrong here, but on the on the on the window, when the when the holder holds it, is it the you you want the laces not facing you? Is is that is that correct? That's correct. okay. As a as a kicker, why why is that? Because I've always, I've always kind of kind of wondered, and it's my first chance to ask a kicker. So why like why why do you prefer the laces not facing you when you kick it? Uh, it sometimes it depends on the ball, like the balls that we hit the Wilson GSTs. Those laces are they pop out a little bit more. Um, and they're a lot harder. So if you hit it right on a lace, it, it'll kind of hurt on your foot a little bit. Some balls, like laces, are flat, so you don't really notice it as much. And s- sometimes those laces will kind of they'll grip somewhere on your shoes, and it'll change the ball flight. It won't fly as straight. It won't come off as high. There's a lot of like different things. Like, a lot of people don't like it. Sometimes I don't even notice it until, like, I see the ball flight and I'm like, oh, okay, maybe laces, not really sure. It doesn't bother me that much. I kind of just go out there and kick it. Some people are, like, very, very picky, but I've never had – I don't think I've ever kicked the laces before, so I just know sometimes it hurts. Uh, and then with the with your holder, now you 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 obviously you've had different holders throughout throughout out, out your career. What 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 is I, I like? What is the relationship with the holder like, and how important is that 
in the process of kicking the field goal? Uh, honestly, more about trusting them. Um, I believe it was 19 against Mo West. DB was my holder, but he had gotten hurt. So we had Ron, Will, I think somebody else at halftime trying to find somebody that I that would hold for me. And turns out DB was okay, so he was just able to hold. But it's more about trust, and if they can get it down how I like it, um, they're not fumbling the ball when it's caught. And off the field, if I if I can trust you, then I should be able to trust you to hold the ball and put it in the spot that I want it. Um. Okay, and then let's see, at the end of 2019, the Northeastern State game, you all scored 82 points. Now, I have to ask, because that's a, that's a lot of extra points and kickoffs you had to do there. Yeah. Was your leg tired after that? That Sunday when we had like weights and walkthrough, I got there at one o'clock and I immediately went to the training room. I was like, I need heat or I need a stretch, foam roll. I my leg was dead that next day. (laughs) We're wondering about that. I'm like, man, Alex is gonna be (laughs) gonna be in trouble tomorrow. (laughs) Even Um, after the game, I was like, my leg is dead like i can i go lay in bed please i'm pretty sure that's what i did i think i went home and just laid in bed the whole night and just watched netflix oh that's great i <laughs> so much the man was on bed rest um okay and then so uh 2020 happened. There was no season for you all. Mm-hmm. So what what was that experience like for you? And, and were there any any lessons that you that you, you took away from that experience? Uh, I would say don't take anything for granted. I guess because it could be stripped away from you just like that. Because we were all planning on playing. Everybody was. At summer workouts, everybody was getting ready for the season that we all assumed we were going to play until we got the text that season was canceled. Um, it sucked, but it was also kind of like a blessing in disguise because I still had another year left over. So I used that extra year just to get stronger and more consistent. And I ended up graduating this last December. So I was able to play at least one more season before I was actually like done. And, and so what was, was there, was there ever any doubt in your mind that you wanted to play your final season? Oh yeah. I wanted to play my, I wanted to play one more just to like a last who raw kind of thing. And then uh, this past season, you were able to play with your brother. So you talk about mm-hmm. what that experience was 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 what was was like for you? Oh, it was great. <laughs> um, he was kind of my little—I don't know how to put it. He was always in charge of my tee, my sticks on the sideline. 
Um, but during practice, we're both very competitive. So we always pushed each other. He made me better. I made him better. Uh, if I was having problems, I'd have, he knows probably just as much as I do. So he'd watch me. I'd watch him. We would take videos of whatever was going on. So it was good to have him around and just be able to kind of show him the ropes before I gave it to him when I left. And now, now how, how proud were you when he hit his first, his first extra points? I think that was against, was it Lincoln? I, I feel like that, that was, that was the case. Well, it was either Lincoln or Northeastern State, right? I feel like it was. Um, I know his first extra point was Lincoln. Lincoln, yeah. And I think his first field goal was NSU. Okay, that's what I thought, yeah. After Lincoln, he was, he like went out there and he was. I got told, like, I'm done. Nikki's kicking. I was like, okay, cool. I go put my helmet down. He grabbed his and he started kicking in the net. And I could tell he was nervous. I was like, hey, don't worry about it. Just go kick it. Don't think. Just kick it. He's like, I know. I'm just, I'm just scared. I'm like, don't be. You'll be fine. And I feel kind of bad for saying it. I was like, they're losing so much, they're not going to try and block it. Mm. I was like, you're going to have all the time in the world. Just kick the ball. That's what he did. Proud that he made it. (laughs) Now, okay, now, when they they told you you were done, I had to imagine you kind of had to be happy because you would have had to have some kind of flashbacks with Eastern State the year prior. (laughs) (laughs) The day after. I'm sure you had to have been somewhat relieved that they they were saving your life. (laughs) That's when, those are the times I love media timeouts after, like, we score. Because I'd run out there, kick the field goal, run down the sideline, give high fives, do all that stuff, grab my tee, go to the kickoff huddle, they send us out. I go kick off again, still kind of run down. And then I come off the sideline. I was like, okay, I need some water. <laughs> Gatorade. <laughs> like, it's not a lot of running, but when you do it six, seven times, you're like, all right. Even though I'm not running as much as everybody is or as hard as everybody else, like, it's still a little bit tiring. Well, I mean, and, and you go all, you all, you all were scoring quick too. It was like yeah. one minute drops. It wasn't like you had this time to really recover a lot. Um, yeah, so like the times when I'm running back, grabbing my tea, and I see the lady on the field with the little red vest, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> rest. Oh, that's, that's great. Okay, so. Now you handled you handled kicking and kickoff. So through the course of the season, like how 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 do you kind of I guess like manage your leg because that's a lot of kicking. Because you're kicking off at least you guarantee to kick off at least what once a game, at least once, at least once a game. But um, I know like in eighteen and nineteen, there were times we scored like 40, 50 points several several times. So. There was a lot of kicking there. So how throughout the course of the season did you kind of manage the wear and tear on your leg? Um, so Tuesdays were 
our like long practice, our main practice. And those were the, and since it's kind of in the beginning of the week, if I was having trouble on Saturday with something small, but I just managed to make it work, I'll hit my 30, 30, 35 warm up kicks. Like I'll count my no steps, my one steps, my full steps, all in that 35, counting even maybe like five kickoffs. Then when we would go to, Team, I would say I hit about eight of those a day. And depending on how I felt and how important that little thing I needed to fix was, I'd probably kick about 10 to 15 more times on the sideline. And as the week would go on, I would slowly not kick as many on the sideline. So on average, I would at least hit about 40 balls a day until it was like Friday. I think Friday I would hit maybe like 10, 10 extra okay. after the 35, yeah. Um, And then, okay, so when now – when there is wind involved, like how does it, well, it affects your kick, but like how, how does it affect your kick when you're facing it and then when it's behind you? Uh, when it's behind me, I don't even like think of it because I know it's just going to end up helping me along the way. So I'll try and kick it as normal as possible. I won't try to kill it or try to drive it to make it go a little farther. I'll just kick it as normal as possible just so. Because I know it's going to end up helping me. Going into the winds, a different story. Um, I try to drive it just a little bit more and kind of make it spin a little faster so it still gets there. But I do all of those kind of, I kind of play with things before the game when I'm warming up. So if it's into me at an angle, I can figure out, hey, right hash is probably going to have to drive it a little bit more. Left hash, I can just let it fly. Those are the times I kind of play with things to see how I need to kick it if I have to go that way. Okay. Um, and then in your your final game, I, I think you, you, you accomplished what many kickers dream, dream about. Uh, you scored a touchdown. Now, I have to ask, what what was there was there nerves on that play? <laughs> that, that's a play. There's one shot. <laughs> there's one shot, and if you don't execute it, you know, like there 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 it goes. And I have yeah. to say, it caught me on guard. I was like, oh wait a minute, <laughs> he scored so nice. We've always had a field goal like something like that. We'll, we've always had one, and out of the four years. Four and a half years I played, we've only been able to run two. And that was the only one I was able to score. And I honestly, nobody noticed it, but and nobody's talked about it, but I messed up a little bit. Because normally, I'm since I'm the one facing our sideline, I was supposed to check Coach Bobek and make sure he gave me like the green light to like run it. And I was too like focused and kind of like, oh, I hope this works. 
So I didn't check, <laughs> and I kind of just gave JB the green light to go. And it worked. So I honestly caught the ball, and I saw the two guys coming off the edge, and I was like, oh, like, I'm gone. Like, I'm free. And all, the whole time I was like, just don't trip, don't trip, don't trip, don't trip. <laughs> so, when you, okay, so when you scored, what what was the reaction on, on the on the sidelines from your from your teammates? Like did were they surprised that you scored or, or or were they kind of you know like expecting you when that happened to score and, and not, you know? They kind of expected me to score because we've been practicing it. Everybody knew about it. So they were they were excited that it worked and they're like I was able to score a touchdown. Um even everybody on the on the field goal unit was excited. They're like, oh yeah, it worked. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I messed up just a tad bit. And then now this has to be a flex because you 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 kicked the extra point after you scored a touchdown. Now you know that that's something that I feel very few people that ever play the sport can say. that, That is a very big flex. Yeah. I think JB ended up kind of like staying over by like the extra point spot on the 10 yard line in the middle. And I run over, he's like, Hey, good job, man. Like, give me a little fist bump. I'm like, dude, I'm tired. Like, <laughs> and he's like, Don't worry, you got it. I was like, Okay. And then kicked it and like, All right. Dang it. Now I got to go run back and do a kickoff. <laughs> Um, <laughs> like I was tired. I don't know why. Like I, I'll keep up with everybody. I'm usually like in the front of the group when we're running with all like the quarterbacks and everybody else that we're running with. I'm usually like up in the front, and I'll be at the game. Like, why am I so tired? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man! Okay. So. Um. All right, so that is also you. You you in your career with a touchdown. Looking back on it, did it or do do you did it go as you expected? Were were, were there were there are there any regrets to your UCL career? How, how how do you feel about it? Um, there are I would say some things I wish I could take back, or redo again um but most of it i feel like i did well i was happy with the things i accomplished i guess um i had a great time with everybody i don't think there's there's not there's might be like a few things that i wish i could like take back or redo but there's not much uh, and then, okay, so after that, you start training, I guess, for 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 what's happening to you now. Can you just talk about what what your training was like from up until this point? So after Central Missouri, I kind of took like a week or two off. I was like, I got finals. I got like all this homework I got to do. 
and I kind of want to like kind of just like live a little bit kind of like let loose I don't have to worry about football I don't I don't have meetings anymore and stuff like that so I was able to spend some time with like friends that aren't playing football so I mainly just focused on that for like two weeks just kind of like feel like kind of like like I'm done like I kind of earned this part until I have to like flip the switch and go again so after those two weeks I started training started lifting Monday through Friday and then I would kick Monday Wednesday and Friday and I was doing that until a couple days before I went to a camp in Arizona I left the camp on Wednesday, or no, Thursday. I went to Texas on Wednesday to go to my trainer to kind of help me fix some things I was having problems with. Ended up going to that camp. Um, I wasn't planning on doing as well as I did. I ended up winning the field goal competition. I was just planning on going and competing with a bunch of other like great kickers all across the nation. I ended up winning. I didn't do so well on my kickoffs. And at the end of it, Coach Zahner, the guy who was running the camp, called me and was like, hey, we're putting you in the 1A group. Even though your kickoffs weren't the best, we're still going to put you in the 1A group, which meant that everybody in the camp, their stats and charting and everything got sent to all the NFL teams. But if you were in the 1A group, the videos of you doing everything were also going to be sent. And so my video had gotten sent to every team and I didn't hear anything for like a week or two. So I just kept going on like my normal routine, working, working out and kicking, just acting like I could still get a chance. I had, I had my agent that I was talking to. And he was like, "Hey, we got this camp. We might be able to get this combine. Uh, just be ready for this, just in case." And I was like, "Okay." And I was actually home in Texas because I had to go get my car registered. And since I was down there, my dad was just like, "Hey, let's go play some golf." So I was like, "Okay." Went and played golf. And Coach Galliano, I think is how you pronounce his name, followed me on Twitter. And I didn't really know who he was because all his Twitter bio said was football coach. So I didn't, I was like, maybe high school coach or somebody in Oklahoma. Like, didn't really think anything of it until I hit to follow him back. He messaged me saying that he's the assistant special teams coach with the Saints. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is real now and he was like are you free to talk I was like yeah I sent him my number he sent me his and as I'm putting his number into my contacts for when he calls so I kind of know who it is another number was calling me and then he sent another message saying our head special teams coach is calling you now which is coach Rizzi so talked to coach Rizzi about 10-15 minutes Said he wanted to come put me through a workout and everything. Um, and that he'll be in contact with me. So I hadn't heard from him probably like a, for a couple of days, but I was still working out, kicking, 
just doing my normal thing. And he was like, Hey, we're going to try this weekend. Come work you out. Like, okay. Well, it was also that time when there was a storm down in Louisiana. So none of the flights were able to leave or come back. And we ended up rescheduling the workout to the Tuesday before the draft started. So I was able to still train, get ready, and ended up doing the workout on Tuesday. And I knew I wasn't going to get picked in the first round. So I still went out and worked out and kicked and did my normal routine. So, and now we're here. So when they called you, what was that? What was that? What was that moment moment like for you? Uh, it was good. Um, once I got the phone call, I would say everything kind of dropped. Like it was like, oh, like this is a real deal. Like it was. I remember me and my buddy were always like, oh, he's, you're going to go to the NFL. You're going to go to the NFL. And I was like, yeah, but hey, I'm going to try. I'm going to do what I can. And now I'm like going to mini camp. So it was like, it's like, this is like happening for real now. Like it, honest, it honestly didn't hit me until probably yesterday. I was like, oh, like this is a real thing. Like I'm, Gonna go compete with all these other guys at the Saints mini camp. And when you when you when you first started playing, did you did you ever envision that you that it, you would be where you are now? Honestly, no. I mean, in high school, I was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go play in the NFL. I'm gonna go do this." And then I got to college, and I was like. Like, no offense, but, like, Cal UCO is a Division two. I was like, not many guys make it. Hmm. Like, we don't get a lot of the resources and recognition, recognition everybody else gets. So, I was like, that's kind of why I went to his honors camp. I was like, I'm just going to go compete, see what I have. And if I hold up with everybody, I'm going to keep going. But if I don't, then, like, I'm done. Okay. Well, um... And you said it's the camp. You 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 leave next week for it, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, now you should. You yeah, I know. I can I safely assure you that there's a there's a lot, there's a lot of UCO supporters behind you. So you know, you're, yeah. Uh, we're just gonna wish you the best. Um, before I let you go, I do this with every first time guest. We ask kind of get to know you questions. Um, who do you have a favorite sports team? Could be any sport. Yeah, it would definitely have to be Chelsea Football Club okay. for soccer. Okay. Figured that. You're a soccer player, man. A soccer uh, player. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Your favorite hobby outside of football? Golf. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. Your favorite TV show? I'm going to have to say that 70s show, even though I can't really watch it anymore because they took it off of Netflix. That is a classic. I, I can't. <laughs> that is a classic. I'm say that 70s show. Yeah. Okay. Your favorite character on the show? Fez. 
Fez. <laughs> I was actually Fez for Halloween my freshman year. That's great. That's great. Um, okay, let's see here. Your favorite musical artist. Ooh. It's it kind of changes a lot. <laughs> I'd say probably right now it goes between Zach Bryan and Turnpike. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Let's see. Favorite food. Food. I'm gonna go with steak. Okay. Yep. Now, now with the stick, now we getting rare, medium rare, or well done. Medium rare. Medium rare. Okay. If it's well done, like I'm gonna befriend you. <laughs> <laughs> like the restaurant I work at, somebody ordered a steak, and they're like, "Yeah, I want it well done." And I kind of just like stared at him. I was like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> I'm just picturing, just picturing you going on Facebook and say, "Nope." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> oh, she was um but do you have any like pregame uh routines or rituals that you normally do? Ooh. Yes. <laughs> I I started this my well, most of it I kind of started when I got here. Uh, I when I got here, there was Austin Dodd, Jade Tedesco, Jake Huff, Josh Audubo, and Cameron Kay. And at the time, everybody's pregame thing was a shower. So I started doing that. It's only like when I'm home, when we're home, I'll hop in the shower for like 10, 15 minutes and just kind of like. Stand, sit underneath the water and then once I'm done there I'll go to the training room just kind of foam roll stretch kind of loosen up then I'll go back to the locker room put everything on since we go out earlier than everybody else I'll put everything on Go stretch again and kind of do more dynamic stretches and static. And as I'm getting dressed, everything on my right side has to go in first. So, like, if I'm putting, like, when I'm putting on my pants, like, my right leg has to go first. And then when I'm putting on my socks, like, my right foot, right cleat, I think. And people th- think it's crazy, but I'll go right sock, right cleat, and then left sock, left cleat. But everything has everything right has to go in first. I don't know why it just <laughs> I it's just one of those things. Yeah, I mean, I, listen, as, as, as long as it works, I man. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna question that. We all have our superstitions. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Okay, uh, your 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 favorite UCO memory. Mm. It's either got to be 
Washburn in 19 or Northwest in 18. Okay, yeah. yeah, I remember that Northwest game. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that was that was crazy. <laughs> I would say as a team, favorite memory would be Northwest, but like individual, like for me, Washburn. Um. Okay, and I guess before I get you out of here, you you have you have a uh, in any 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 message to you know the um UCL faithful out there. Thanks for the support. Really? <laughs> I didn't think I had this many people behind me, but hey. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Well, okay. Well, um, Alex, I, I appreciate you taking time uh, out of your day to come on. Um, no you know, I, I, I said I, I'm wishing you the best of luck. I know everybody associated with UCL football is wishing you the best of luck. And um, if you ever want to come back on, we'd be more than happy to have you. And um, and I just, I, I hope you have a, a good mini camp and, and, and it hopefully, you know, will help you lead to the next step and then the next step and, and, and you know, and then you can hopefully leads to a long, you know, filling career for you. So, but, but I, I, I do appreciate you uh, taking time to, to, to come on here. Yeah, no problem. I had a blast. Thank you, Alex. So again, I want to thank Alex there. I wish him the best of luck in his mini camp trial. Hopefully it will at least lead to a training camp invite. And, and then he could really show his stuff there. Uh, like I said before, we might, we, might have, we might have another one coming next week. I just, don't be surprised. I'm putting this out there right now. Don't be surprised if there's another one-on-one -on -one special next week I'm currently working on. Trying to get somebody that I've been a fan of. There's somebody that if you've been a long time listener to the podcast, is someone I greatly give props to as much as I humanly possibly can. And so I'm hoping we can get him on next week. So be on the lookout for that. And then if not, like I said, we have one in the works for June. So uh, until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.